0: Oh, wow. We're getting right into it. Um, welcome to Craft Heads Podcast. This is episode 116 of the podcast where my best friend Alex and I uh, talk about nothing. Uh, and then we have a special drink pretty much every episode that we introduce to each other. Give local love to all of the places that provided these beverages. And we have a topic for you today that I'm unaware of and Alex is going to be surprising me. But... um Hey Alex, it's National Bougelis Day. You want to tell everybody what Bougelis is? I don't even know if that's how you say it. Bougelis, maybe? Maybe you uh, don't pronounce the S. I actually don't even know how it's spelled. I think it's B-O-U-J. Nope. <laughs> Go Bougia. ahead, Claire, what is it?
1: B-E-A-U. No, you making that's a
0: vote. No, 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 no. It w- whenever we looked at it. B
1: A U J O S.
0: That would be Beaujolais, I think.
1: Beaujolais.
0: I think Hold on, here we go. We're doing a pronunciation. Beaujolais. Bougie Beaujolais. Beaujolais. Nailed it. Well, uh, if you guys couldn't hear all the floating voices around, that was uh, Google speaking on (laughs) the internet, and then Claire behind me is uh, in the room with us, as well as Tara is floating around as well. Looks like she's putting some stuff away and pulling down the drapes so people can't see us By the naked way, in that here. was Microsoft Bing. Get your shit straight. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, welcome that's... to the podcast, everybody. Hope yes. you enjoy it. The, we have, we're gonna start with the Beaujolais. Okay, uh, this is it, right? Yeah, All right. And it's it's National Beaujolais Day apparently because mm-hmm. there's a holiday for everything lately. I didn't know it was right here. Beaujolais
1: yeah. <laughs> Nouveau, which means the first day of the French harvest.
0: Thank you. Perfect. Yeah, there is a story behind this Beaujolais. Beaujolais. Nouveau. Uh, it is the first harvest of the Beaujolais varietal, and um, I guess this. What did the lady tell us at um, Total Wine, Claire? It was something like the the winemakers used to give this bottle out as table wine because it was it was like the. It was the yeah to the harvesters as like a gift thanks for harvesting our grapes and it was normally like the worst of the bunch oh. just to be like here you go here's a here's a gift and then of course shitty Americans ended up falling in love with it and Speaking now of shitty Americans later <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, and rose is another thing that's kind of like that you know it's just like the dregs of the of the batch that right. Americans ended up falling in love with and now it's a thing so yeah welcome right. to Bougelet Day cheers bro. Thank you both for bringing this over for all of us to try. Mm. Really sweet. It it's actually not that sweet to me. It is. I, like, it smells. It smells super sweet. Not and that's the that's thing. Sweet. I feel like smell is half of taste. So mm-hmm. like before I even got there, my taste buds were biased. It, it smells like a a very familiar candy that I can't think of. I'll say it's um insanely easy to drink like oh, yeah. too easy. Yeah. I mean I could this is disgusting. I could chug this. Well, and this chugging is, wine is a very bad idea always. This is the equivalent of table what, what's that t- that table jug that of red that you guys sometimes get? Um there's like it's Carlo like Rossi or Reun Reuniti or Reunite however you pronounce it. Uh I don't we don't usually get those. We get the um we've been getting the boxed Costco Cabernet. Well, I sound like a piece of white trash. But <laughs> I, I love boxed wine because it stays fresh. You can sort of have it on tap, and you don't have to worry about it, you know, getting oxidized in, like, 24 hours. But For that exact reason, that's why I like a bottle of wine, because you have to drink it. Totally. Well, 100%, yeah. yeah. Like, honestly... It, It's a cost efficiency thing. Otherwise, I would just have bottles and bottles. You guys have tons of bottles. I love that collection. Uh, uh, I think. I think now with the our trip to total wine today, we're up to like seventy bottles of wine. Oh shit! We're trying to create a collection for the future. You know? Yeah, totally, man. And and I actually have one super random old bottle. It's nothing special. It, whenever I graduated, uh, one of the bottles I liked getting at Kroger back in like two thousand thirteen. Was Casiero del Diablo? You might even you would recognize it if I, you saw, it, if I lo- saw the logo, it. and I bought a Reserva bottle or whatever. But how at much this more point? was it? I don't dollars. Okay, <laughs> but at this point, it's old. Yeah, it's I still have it. It's I think it's a 2012 vintage, which mm-hmm. is that's kind of old. Yeah, I mean that's eight years old. Right. It it all just depends on. If it was a good vintage for that year, because it sure. could be like a 2011, they'd be like, "Oh, that was a shitty year." Yeah. It doesn't matter how long you. I age should Google it. it and check it out. Yeah, it could just taste like vinegar at this <laughs> point. But uh, anyways, this was awesome. Thank. You. I've, I've never tried a Beaujolais, so that's new for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about the other shitty American trend. All of a sudden, for our next drink, we're doing three drinks, everybody. Oh, oh, yes, yeah, so a boozy podcast. Th- this one, the the other drink that we actually have 3 like Alex said the second one we've already finished the bottle of it mm-hmm. but um it's in the picture though yes of course yeah. and uh the the trend is orange wine and you'll notice it in the picture it has like a very orange tint to it i guess it's becoming a thing in new york as like the new rosé speaking of rosé that's the second time i've mentioned it but um <clears throat> we went to california as you guys know oh Claire just handed me her phone and it says orange is the new rosé. I might uh read this after I say some totally. more about it. But um we went to California with the intent of finding some orange wine cuz Claire had been hearing about it. She's keeping up with the trends. She's she's that girl for our family, <laughs> the wine and, girl. <laughs> and we couldn't find any uh they're they're pretty rare apparently. So we signed up for a subscription box and ended up getting 3 bottles and tried them with our friends Carrie and Clark, who might be a patron now is clark a patron oh yeah he he patroned up between the cabin in the woods episode and our next episode so we never gave him a shout out so thanks clark (laughs) good call um so clark thank you for patroning up uh he tried the first batch of orange wine with us and we hated it um (laughs) (laughs) do we want to shout out the company or just leave them alone actually yeah we won't shout it out um but the but orange wine, if you get a chance to taste it, it is. The new rosé. There's a prolonged maceration of crushed grape skins and seeds, which creates the color. The taste is not like that of an orange fruit. It has the texture, body, and tannins of red wine. I think it tastes more like red wines. But the fruitiness and minerality of white wines. And it looks very meaty, as yeah. we all... As in M-E-A-D-Y, not meaty. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it, it was fine. The one that we had... I didn't hate, and you guys said it was by far the best. It was the best of the three bottles we've had so far. The first two were... And that's all I could say is that I didn't hate it. <laughs> so Exactly. But yeah, that's a trend, and trends are stupid. So um, the next thing, this is what I'm really excited for. I bought this for Tommy and I to have on the podcast weeks ago. And it is from Clown Shoes, which uh, they have some pretty good beers. I, is that I, a local Atlanta brewery? No, like, no. I've never heard of it before. Um, hold on. Let me find out brewed and canned by Clown Shoes Beer, Boston, Massachusetts, and Windsor, Vermont. I've gotten a bunch of them from um, from Tower before, mm-hmm. including when, whenever we did a Battlestar Galactica podcast, we had the, their Galactica IPA, and it was amazing. Tara, wasn't that like one of our favorite IPAs? Which one? Clark- Gal- Galactica.
1: Oh, yeah, we drank it. It was for awesome. From the
0: Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll... <laughs> I'll put the episode number in the uh, in the description, but the, the image was amazing. I remember the way that we laid it out, but anyhow, this is clown shoes. This is called Josh the Boss Hog, and it has Larry on it. There's a there's a samurai with uh, some Japanese characters, and this is barley wine ale flavored with plum puree and aged in whistle pig samurai scientist rye whiskey barrels. There's a lot going on here. And barley wine, I don't know exactly uh, I can maybe I'll look up a definition of it real quick but I do know that it is a a very high gravity beer um, I've had it a couple of times in my life let me see here this one specifically is eleven point two percent exactly believe, or yeah. just eleven percent eleven percent barley wine uh, is a strong ale between six and twelve percent alcohol by volume so according to Wikipedia. So I I guess I was on with that. We're on the heavier side. Cheers, Spitta. I'm looking forward to this one. Whoa, that's unique. Oh, my God. See, barley wine... It's actually kind of whiskey forward. In my experience, barley wine is also dangerously easy to drink, and that is a good example. I could just smash that. I was waiting for Claire to go... (coughs) Like it. Yeah. I can't. There was a barley wine that I had like in my college years from somewhere, and I can't remember. I think it was from Church Brew Works in Pittsburgh, and I got a growler full of it, and I brought it home mm. and drank it with Dursky and one other friend, and we played rummy, and uh, Ooh, Dursky rummy. lost his mind. He drank so much of it. It was <laughs> it was a great night. So hey, yeah. you, you know how there's our three drinks. You know how Tara did that thing where you said, "Oh, it's the Galactica IPA that we did during the Galactic e- episode." And she repeated exactly what you just Uh said. My mom did that. She was in town last weekend, and um, I was talking about my friends. And I said that we uh, we had moved away from our old apartment, but we all still stay in touch. And the next sentence that came out of my mom's house, she was like, "Oh, you guys, do you guys still stay in touch?" (laughs) And I'm, and does that ever happen to you, where you're talking to somebody and they repeat exactly what you just said, even though it seems like they're listening? But they're clearly not. It's almost, uh, and I'm not just sitting here shitting on Tara, because I'm not. It's almost worse than just outright saying, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. What would you say? I didn't hear you. Yeah. It's, it, it's like you had, I don't know. It's a weird uh, level of, of paying attention and not. But What's worse? In her defense, she was on her phone. What's worse? Somebody repeating exactly what you just said? Or them asking you what three times because they can't hear you. Oh, three times? Yeah, three times. Definitely (laughs) that. Okay. Way worse, obviously. Yeah. I always appreciate, because I I do it myself, if I'm not paying attention and I did not hear, I'll be like, I'm sorry I was not paying attention, can you just repeat the whole thing? You know what I mean? Like, I just fess up and get it out of the way. So, that's uh, actually remotely tied to the topic. Oh, all right. Uh, Speaking of phones, Mm -hmm. the topic is digital clutter. Oh okay, okay. I know why. Okay, so let me tell mm-hmm. my story. Yeah. <sighs> Several months ago, <laughs> wow, that was that was the yeah. biggest sigh I've uh, ever heard in my well, life. Well, it's one of those things that has turned out to be a blessing. Yeah. But I was terrible will tell you, like I was fucked up about it, and then I had a reality check and I got over it. But mm-hmm. I'll say three months ago or so, I started getting the dreaded uh, your phone storage is. <laughs> You know, on Apple iPhone, because Apple hates its customers. I have to remind people of that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a repeated theme on this. It is. And they deliberately fill your phone up with, quote, other data to the point where you have to either, most people do one of two things. They're either like, oh, I'm just going to buy a new phone, because that's what they're banking on. Uh, two, there's the option to pay for cloud space. No. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people do that. And then three, wipe your phone. Obviously, I'm not doing option one or two. Obviously, <laughs> that leaves backing up the phone, and then just restoring it and putting back whatever else I want on it. So, I finally, I was putting it off for so long. I would get the notifications. I would clear out, you know, a couple hundred megabytes worth of um, like old attachments in iMessage. That's one of the biggest offenders and and they actually did make it pretty nice with the newest iOS you can iOS you can do that like mm-hmm. you can delete attachments individually it shows you the biggest offenders here's the thing that like I borderline got into an argument with Tara about until I finally explained what was happening you know she was basically saying like you should just set it up so that it automatically deletes after a year or whatever and she's right like mm-hmm. i your dis- messages right yes yeah. disclaimer I never should have let it get this bad, mm-hmm. okay? I'm saying that, so I don't want to hear it from anybody. <laughs> but once you do, you should be able to fix it, okay? Mm-hmm. So anyways, I would delete stuff. Let's say 0.5 gigs, 500 megabytes. And and I had a um, have a 64-gig phone. Obviously, there's several gigs take the operating system takes up. And it would be like, you're at 63.8, you need to clear some stuff. So I would clear out maybe a half gig. I would be down to 63.3, right? Mm-hmm. Agreed. I would not do anything else. I would not take any other pictures. I would do nothing else. I would use my phone for the rest of the night I Would wake up in the morning. Suddenly it's back up to 63.7 mm-hmm. and there is more other. Mm-hmm. So they literally just convert your trash deleted data that you got off your phone responsibly. And they're just like, let's just put more other on it and mm-hmm. see what he does. So let's see how we'll just drive him insane. This went on for literally 2 months. And that's when I finally decided, "All right, I got to back it up." Plugged it into my computer. I have I don't use the cloud because I, I straight up don't trust Apple. Yeah. And I went to back it up. And my computer, even though my phone was smart enough to know that I could not download and, and install the new iOS because there wasn't enough room. I needed like probably 600 megabytes or something at least. My computer insisted that it could. It was like, you need to update this. And you can't, it wouldn't let me back it up until I did, which Mm -hmm. was also fucked up. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, well, if it says I can, that's fine. I have tons of, I have a solid state drive in my Mac. I have like 250 gigs free. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, go ahead and back it up. And, and it, like I said, it couldn't back up. So then it said to update and I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And I did. And I left it for a long time, and it was like locked up. It wasn't doing anything. It, the little updating bar was frozen on the phone, and I, I didn't know what to do. I can't remember if, if I unplugged it or if I hit cancel or oh, what oh. I did. But <laughs> if you do that in the middle of an update, uh, iPhones typically go into what's called recovery mode. Mm-hmm. And it basically forces you to plug into a computer and retry an update on the phone it usually is successful. If there's room on the phone, there is not room. So it kept on trying to install or download what it needed to, but there was not enough room. And I was like a mess about this. I even bought like one of these bullshit software programs online for like 30 bucks. It was like, you know, they, they claim that they can get your data back without um, or they can update the phone without data loss and get Mm -hmm. it out of recovery mode and all that stuff. Except I even called another company before, like they're supposed to be the data recovery experts, and they straight up said, if you have Apple error 14 or whatever the number was, I I can't remember if it was 12, 11, there's a random number that they're like, yeah, that's the storage issue, you're fucked. They're like, we don't have a workaround for that, we are working on it, and he was like, one day we're going to have something, but unless you buy another phone or have a backup phone and you just want to put that phone away for now, he's like you're going to lose that if your only option is to just restore the phone. Did you not want to call Apple? Oh, fuck no. Okay. I I went to an Apple store and they're like, they, they almost like laughed at me. They're like, yeah, you lost the data. Like, you should have been on the cloud. Huh? Fuck you. You should you should design products that oh don't rape God. your customers. I would have freaked out if well, somebody would have done, I already, done that. I already knew. Yeah. Like I expected them to be like, their Apple quote geniuses who are not geniuses. Yeah, why don't why weren't you on the cloud, huh? <laughs> yeah. Dude, have you seen the amount of like break-ins Leads to your cloud? Every, exactly. But that's neither here nor there. So we were headed down to Tampa that weekend to visit uh uh Kurtz and Kelly, there they were on the – Kurtz and a couple of our friends were on the last episode. Um, and so as a result, my phone was bricked up that whole weekend because I I hadn't, like, given up the ghost yet. I, w- I was clinging to that 1% because I had over three years' yeah. worth of photos and videos on it. And, like, I love that stuff, and I don't even know why. I just – I really enjoy having it to look back on whatever. But that's sort of getting to my whole digital clutter part that I'm getting to. That whole weekend, I did not have a phone. I literally didn't have a phone. Mm -hmm. And it was very freeing Mm -hmm. and very amazing. And I started getting really serious and thinking about, like, trying to unplug more. I considered getting, like, a flip phone. And then I was like, well, there's no point in me buying a new phone when I can restore this and still use it. But I don't want to do any social media. I don't want to spend time browsing on the web I basically want to text people and play pocket tanks. <laughs> I have to have a smartphone because I need to play pocket. tanks. I admit that. So anyway, hear that Simon. Yeah. It's seriously Josh Simon's fault. So anyways, I finally got back. Uh, we got back to, to Atlanta. I was like, I'm going to lose this stuff. I need to move on. And I restored the phone works perfectly now, mm-hmm. which is great. So the phone works. Guess how many times since then, this has now been, what was that? Two, three weeks ago. Uh, Two weeks. So, ago. Something like that. Two weeks. Guess how many times I've like wanted to go into my phone to look at old pictures? Zero. Zero times. <laughs> Digital clutter. Yeah. And there are so many things that we clutter our minds with and all of the things that you own digitally, like on your computer and your photos and your videos and everything on your phone. And it, like my computer is fairly tidy, but it's I need to go through things at some point. And it's always a mental nagging thing. And it feels good to let it go. Mm-hmm. That's that was my very long way of saying. <laughs> first of all, fuck Apple products. Don't buy them. <laughs> buy their stock. Do not buy their products. That doesn't make sense because if everybody stopped buying them, the stock would be bad. Um, <laughs> but conscientiously think about areas of digital clutter in your life. And mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you if you can think of any good examples like that. Well, honestly, I just don't have this problem. Yeah, I I never really have. Like I'm I'm all about. I think I go through my phone once uh, a year and get rid of like old stuff all the time. Yeah. I don't – I really don't think – I've had this phone now for close to two years, and I was looking at it while you were telling the story. My my First of all, my other data is not that big. It's only like a little sliver of things. That – makes me want to fight somebody. Yeah, and I and I don't know what it is, uh, but I have had your this issue before when I had like the sixteen gigabyte phone when I was like Over half the data on my phone was other. Over half, I swear to God. That doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. And I want an answer to that too, but um my my point being is I don't need to keep things on my phone. Like I'll I, and I don't even have a computer anymore 'cause i I think what I've told the podcast my computer got stolen earlier this year, mm-hmm. and that's where I would have backed my phone up to. so I haven't backed my phone up in you know six seven months, whatever um but anyways, I just and also like you said, you didn't have your phone for the entire weekend, and it was very freeing. There are nights where when I don't look at my phone from you know midday mid work day around three or four, and I won't look at it till I go to bed, yep, and it's just because i I have the people in my life that I wanna have. Exactly. I know Claire, I'm looking at you. Um, <laughs> I have like my friends that I know are fine and I know my family's fine. You know, maybe maybe there would be an emergency, but you don't need your phone on you to do that. And remember how much simpler life was whenever we were teenagers? Yes. I think <laughs> about I have been talking to, to Tara about that a lot actually lately. Um, and it, like the I'm ashamed of the way that I reacted. Like mm-hmm. I because Tara will tell you I was in a terrible mood mm-hmm. when we were going to Tampa we because
1: just the trip. He well, was so like, upset. not actually. He was like, I don't know what to do, and I was like, well, we can we can stay here and go to Apple right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, and I was like, well, I can't do that. I'm not going to be that person. You know what I mean? And like, I look back on that, I'm like, I didn't get news that Tara had cancer. Mm-hmm. I got news that I lost some photos. Mm-hmm. Like, and I still have Tara in the present. I don't. I don't need to sit there. Like, yeah, I had over 200 pictures from Japan i got the best pictures I need right in my brain, and I can recall on them at any time I want, and I don't need a backup or a cloud or anything else. You that. need to take your own advice. This was like the whole point of you not having a photographer whenever you proposed to Tara. is because you wanted that memory totally. for yourself. And, and it just so happens that now you there do. was a guy there, and, <laughs> yeah. and that was really amazing. But, uh, yeah, that's exactly right. Like, that was very – that's a really good example that you use. And I'm just sitting here thinking that is now the second time in my life when I had – something that I thought was really, really, really important to me like ripped away Mm -hmm. and it taught me a lesson and I'm thankful. I swear to God, I'm thankful that I lost all of that. The same way that the the first time I'm referring to was the Great Flood back in like 2011 maybe. Noah's Ark. Where my basement at at my parents' house flooded and I lost over half of my precious video game collection. Mm -hmm. And I remember I drank a bottle of tequila that night. A whole bottle? Yes. (laughs) And I... I want to kill myself. That's even shittier and more materialistic <laughs> than like memories of photos. Like, wow, was that a childish way to react? And it's yeah. just like, it's just things. Yeah. And these are digital things. They're even less of things. So I think Roz has a oh, question. Roz? Two
1: points. Yes. One, when he was talking about the Japan photos, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, that's just an excuse for us to go back to Japan. True. And ah, nice. No, yeah. more photos. Yeah. Like, hint, wink, yes. wink, wink. <laughs> Number two, um, related to your and i think the worst culprits are uh some older parent type age people who just take pictures of everything like mm. for example my mother will take the same photo of a cat like one <laughs> yeah, of my cats. She does. she'll take the same photo 10 times and there's just a slight tweak in each photo
0: and she and keeps she'll, them, all. She'll save them all oh my and mom then, does the same whoa, thing
1: she's me, it's terrible because then she's like uh T, I need space. I'm like, you gotta let go of some of these pictures. She's like, I love them all. I'm like, well, I don't know how to help you. You need to battle that demon.
0: Baby boomers are the worst. <laughs> like across the board. Yeah, Sorry, like, mom and dad. I don't
1: know how to help you. I'm like, you gotta delete some pictures. Yeah. Because otherwise this this is the same thing. Yeah.
0: Two so. of our patrons of the podcast we just ripped on. Yeah, that. exactly. and <laughs> they're they're, the, they're, they're too. <laughs> no and you know what? Uh another thing. Wait, mom no, uh oh, our, our yeah, his mom, Tom my is mom, here. okay, so or is your dad, my mom something, something like that, that, yeah, but I was uh I was also another lesson that I learned during that weekend in Tampa, I was disgusted with myself, how many times I had quote downtime when I wasn't talking to somebody mm-hmm. or actively engaged in something else, and I had a compulsion, and I didn't even know what it was. I was like, what am I trying to do right now, mm-hmm. and I was you wanted your phone, I wanted a fucking phone, Yeah. And I I was so disgusted with it. And I'll challenge any listener. Mm -hmm. Put your phone in a drawer for a day and see what happens. Oh, I love it. Because I promise you, you'll be thankful for the experience unless you have an actual problem. Like, yes, we're all addicted to our phones. But holy shit, is it messed up how dependent we are. And not even having the option. It wasn't a discipline thing. It was like, I don't have a phone right now. It was a great experience. And it made me hyper aware of everybody else's dependence. Cause I, I didn't have one. So I was watching everybody else and, uh, Tara made a big step the other day that I was very excited about. She deleted Instagram off her phone because yeah, the, the account, same with mine. Yeah. I have an account floating in the ether, but I've deleted, I deleted it off yeah. my phone mm-hmm. a, a while. Wa- Actually it was social dilemma. That's mm-hmm. what was the uh, final thing. But like, Every single time there was downtime, I would look over at Tara, and she was on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, God. "That's you're going to you're gonna look it's back so when radical. you're 80 oh, yeah. and be like, wow, I spent a lot of time doing nothing. Yeah. Hey, Claire, what are you doing right now? I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> <It's just not laughs> Did changing. you hear that? Repeat exactly <laughs> what I said. I'm it? listening. I'm
1: just not <laughs> changing. Oh, you know it's terrible. <laughs> so I, I it. am who
0: I am. Claire's I not on love. Instagram. She's on Amazon searching for things She's to shopping. buy. Shopping is better (laughs) than Instagram, in my opinion. Worse. (laughs) (laughs) It depends. I deleted the
1: app, and then a couple days later, my mom called, and she's like, hey, did you see this post that Lauren posted on Instagram? I'm like, no. What is it? She's like, go look. And I'm like, F. So I had to, like figure out my logins on the phone no like, i didn't tell her i deleted it off my phone I was i'm calling like,
0: you out next time yeah So
1: I was like, just
0: okay. say you don't I have it, have it anymore. i
1: was like oh that's so cute and the elmo chair so i love the baby loves
0: it you went through this with facebook um your mom did the same thing back when you got rid okay, of she that hated,
1: she hated that i got rid of facebook and I was well, just baby
0: like, oh. boomers need to learn to cope i'm not singling out your yeah. mom people who baby boomers who are so they're like some can, of them are worse than our generation oh, I, on social 100% media. 100%
1: agree with
0: that. You can include my mom in the conversation because I would say every other time we talk on the phone, I talk to her like once a week. Every other time we talk on the phone, she's like, Did you see the posts from Elena? And I'm oh, like, The gossip. And, and I'm like, No. And she's like, Oh, it's such a great post by Elena on Facebook. And I'm like, I'm so far past Facebook at this point. I'm just glad that we are going full circle. And we we're, we're, we liked it all when it came. Ten years later, we're all, I mean, five years probably, and we all realized how much of an addiction it was. Ten years later, we're like, we need to get rid of this stuff. So hopefully in the next five to ten years, we'll be completely I, I free of it I used to hate it all. my generation. I'm actually becoming more and more proud of my I think we're identity doing well. Yeah. I think we really are. Like. Other generat- And actually, I have hope for iGen and all yeah. the, the Tampa babies. I don't know. I, they, that's all they know. I, I that's, know. That's harder for them to Here's, break away. I guess from the technological standpoint, I think they're pretty fucked. Yeah. So th- that's a challenge for them to face. But I think a lot of the things about their attitude, they're not quite as easily brainwashed by a lot of the stuff that's going on in the world today. I agree with that. That part, I yeah. really have hope for. But I think we have a good mix of of some stuff in between. And back to your point about when you said like, uh, your mom, Tara, did you see so-and-so's post or, or your Tommy so-and-so's post? Um, I don't understand the obsession with talking about other people. It, I don't understand that.
1: Do you know what's so funny? No. There, there, my mom always loves to use this saying, and I don't think she listens to this podcast, so this is fine, but she loves the <laughs> saying of like, Small minds talk about people. I have it on my computer. Great minds talk about ideas. And I'm just like, you're talking about people. Okay. I'm like, you're you're literally doing this atrocious behavior that you're speaking out against.
0: Terra ultimate mojo. I do you see that I have it up here? It's from John C. Maxwell. I was going to end the podcast with the quote Great people talk about ideas. Average people talk about themselves. I've also seen events. (laughs) and small people talk about others and it's just like i don't understand the constant obsession with like talking about other people Uh it's just it's weird to me like whenever when we hang out we're we're just like talking about what's going on in our lives and maybe current events or whatever i don't know maybe some of that but like it's It's not like this constant thing about what everybody else is doing. Like, if I want to know, I'll call or text those people. Yeah,
1: I feel like the extent of whatever I've ever said about any other person, especially like if they have some bad events going on in their life, I'm like, oh yeah, that person's life is a train wreck, and then I move on. Yeah, yeah. I'm
0: not saying I never do it. I'm
1: like, oh shit. Yeah.
0: I'm not saying I I never do it because that's not true. It's just there are some people that
1: it's all they do. That's all they do. Yeah, that's all
0: they do. I was I was gonna say one more thing about. Um, a habit of mine is to call people and not text them. Yeah, that was a good episode. And I think that I think that I'm gonna toot my own horn as I've been saying a decent bit lately. <laughs> what does that say about me? Um, Narcissist. <laughs> that I think that that's part of me. You know, reverting back to my childhood is like when I wanted to get a hold of somebody, it was to call them. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think that texting is. I honestly think texting is lazy. It is. I find it lazy. It and is extremely I think, lazy. I think I have that buried very deep in my brain. I don't know if it's ever gonna change, is I'd rather call somebody over text them. Yep. Yeah. And But I also like that I feel that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I'm very cozy with where I am am at with calling and texting. Like I, I will I'll talk to you for an hour on the phone, you know, catch up, whatever. But like my thing is I am very I'm sort of like a leave me alone until I'm ready or whatever kind of a thing. And I always say that people have, um, certain people have like exclusive access to me like you, (laughs) Tommy, for example. But I I think I also remember talking about on that previous episode and I'll I'll tag it in the, 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 I'll tag it in the description. That one job I had really ruined calling for me because I had this horrible micromanaging managing partner who would just, Call me, and it's like you don't just call me; mm-hmm. you text me <laughs> and say, "Do you have a minute to chat, or Skype me, or send me an email, and set you know find some time on my calendar?" Like the idea of somebody having the audacity, especially in a professional workplace, that you are there like plaything to talk to, like no, and that my god, did that get me so against phone calls at the time. Follow up, yeah. um I when when my coworkers message me and say hey do you have a second and then i say yes and then they call i always say don't worry about telling me like don't, oh, don't text funny. me just call me right away if i don't pick up i'll get right back to you yeah the, the point is don't be upset if you're gonna take the liberty to call somebody and it is a liberty over texting because mm-hmm. it's sure it's objectively more intrusive like you're saying but it's if you don't get a hold of somebody don't get mad at them and then text and be like hey where are you like you you know yeah. like just just be oh they 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 don't have the Also hierarchy is important too like with a boss or something because there's that pressure to pick it up if it's not just like a peer. One second, honey. Um my my current boss never calls me without saying do you have a second to chat. Yeah. And I I appreciate that so much about him.
1: I was going to say I would agree with Tommy. Your stance is 100% accurate. And I can remember specifically, Alex, if it is who I think you're talking about, like I remember he would be on his computer (laughs) at home and like he would go to work and then he'd come home and I think it would be like your remote days, Mm -hmm. you'd be online and that little notification, like that like PTSD noise of
0: notification
1: of like a Skype call or something from work and that triggered you one night. And, like, I was so sad because I was like, oh, my God, you I, I don't know what to do. Like, I,
0: I lost gotta, my I mind. Gotta, so Tara actually cried. Not not because, like, I directly hurt or upset her. It was like she saw me losing my mind because I hated this guy and working with him so much. And she felt helpless because she couldn't help me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that was like a, a really sad thing. True but. partner in life right there. True story. Yeah,
1: that's when we got the washer and dryer. I'll never forget it.
0: Yeah, that's right. I put a big to, in it. I'm trying it. to
1: install the washer and dryer, <laughs> and he puts a dent in it, and I'm like, oh, no.
0: To reducing digital clutter. Everybody take a lesson. Take a look. I gotta get clear. Cheers. Oof. Ooh. I thought <laughs> I got <thought> you already. <laughs> This one last. Let's Let's finish off this Josh the Boss Hog spit up. (laughs) (laughs)